welcome to WrestleWolf. This is Reconsidering Nitro Presents Super Brawl 6. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson, and joining me as always is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. It's Matthew Kayfabe. Hello, Doctor. How are you going? Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Um, I'm just slowly waking up after watching two hours and 40 minutes of Super Brawl 6. If, yes. If you were to write a prescription to an insomniac as a doctor, <laughs> would you consider uh, trying mm-hmm. Super Brawl 6? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> take uh, take one of the DDP versus Johnny B. Bad television title match. Ooh. And uh, if that doesn't work, call me in the morning and I'll give you the Sting and Lex versus Harlem Heat tag title match. <laughs> I, I just want to make you feel a little bit better about this before we kick off. There were actually four. So, like, people in the audience were treated to four matches before, four dark matches before this even started, which is cr- so Jesus. cruel. And they were the Road Warriors defeating Dick Slater and Bunkhouse Buck. The, if you remember them as the uh, they appeared with Colonel Robert Parker and were awarded <laughs> Worst Tag Team of the Year 1995. Don't reckon they're getting better. Um, Hugh Morris, uh, the the human heat machine to me, uh, defeated Chris Canyon, um, who I didn't realise was about at this point. Uh, Bubba Rogers and VK Wall Street defeated Joey Mags and one of, uh, one of the great uh, dropped... Um, gimmicks were dropped storylines. Craig Pittman, no manager at this point. Um, oh, yeah. And then Jim Duggan fought Loch Ness to a double disqualification. Imagine that's that's your lead up to this. Why would they have four dark matches at a pay-per-view? I don't know. I mean, that's got to go for at least an hour, right? So, you're getting three, almost four hours. Well, of- this is the thing. So, it's got the times of them. It goes the first three. The fourth match doesn't have a time because it was a double disqualification. The first three matches went for a cumulative seven minutes. Oh, well, that's uh, at least they've been. <laughs> why? Why not just have one? Well, at least match? they've been, you know, nice to the audience. There. Yeah. T- who knows? <laughs> who knows? There's a lot on this pay per view that doesn't make any sense. I got to say, the last few WCW pay per views have been real letdowns. You know, when you consider the, was it Halloween Havoc that was the giant Hulk? Yeah, that was the greatest pay-per-view of all time. <laughs> it really is. It's one of my favourites. I love it. So cool. Uh, this was just booking by numbers. Um, anyway, we'll get we'll get into it. I, I think we're probably going to get through the majority of this card pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then the last two matches, there'll be a bit to talk about, <laughs> uh, which just seems to be um, indicative of the booking on Nitro as well, where it's like, uh, there's all these other wrestlers, but really, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. We've got Tony, Bobby and Dusty on commentary. Uh, we're coming from St. Petersburg in Florida, which I believe was named after mm. Peter the Great, the former Russian czar. Well, it must be, right? <laughs> well, it could have, I mean, it could have been named after St. Peter, but I'm assuming it's... I don't know. There is another St. Petersburg. I like I like when WCW pay-per-views come from, like, you know, Stalingrad, Missouri. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live from the Kremlin, Texas. <laughs> so, we start... Jesus. 
The first match is Public Enemy versus the Nasty Boys uh, in a blow-off to their couple-of-week feud. Mm. Public Enemy have just arrived, so you would think that they would get the win in this match to give them a bit of a boost, uh, you know, give them their push uh, in a match. And no, they lose to the Nasty Boys because Nasty Boys are friends with Hulk Hogan and everyone who's mates with Hulk must win. They do one... Then pose. The the public... I've started watching 1995 ECW for our ECW podcast coming uh, next month. Um, coming in in late January, uh, and the public enemy are these like uber heels, like smarmy little shits. Here they're just guys who like they have not given them any character whatsoever, other than they wave their hands. But I did notice <laughs> there was there was one thing about this match that I thought was like it was sort of mind boggling. So they do like a crazy spot. So first he runs out with it, like he goes and gets a table and comes back, and the the, the uh, commentators are at absolute pains to explain the logic behind him having this table. He's like, they were selling concessions and he's grabbed the table from the concession oh, yeah, table. Yeah. And I was like, you don't need to set Like, it's wrestling. Like, there's just tables under the thing. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. But anyway, like, this is obviously before hardcore was a thing. And then eventually they end up going to the place where the concessions are in a completely impossible place that fans absolutely couldn't get to. They've got a t-shirt, four t-shirts stuck to the wall, no boxes of t-shirts or anything, just those four t-shirts and a table, which then he jumps off a thing onto concrete. Johnny Rock, I believe, Johnny Grunge, Hmm. uh, jumps off onto, like, just straight onto the concrete, like the nasty boy who is in the way, just, like, moves out of the way and just, like, (laughs) like, and I was like, what? imagine doing that spot that must have knock-on effects for this. Like, oh, yeah. it's just, it's mind-boggling, and God, it was bad wrestling. Is it the most white trash match uh, we've had up until this point? <sighs> Probably not, just because, you know, we've had a lot of Colonel Robert Parker, but it's pretty white trashy, yeah. Like, it's it's actually like... Eminem in 8 Mile versus, like, Gary Oldman in Sid and Nancy. Like, that would be the singles match famous person (laughs) version of this. Celebrity death match. Remember Celebrity Death? It was very popular at this time, the Claymation show. Maybe we should do a Celebrity Death. I've got to stop pitching podcasts on this podcast because I've already (laughs) got to do the, the deep dive into Billy Joel to uncover the mysteries. River of Dreams. River of Matthew Dreams. Matthew Kayfabe pre- presents River of Dreams, a Billy Joel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so- From Allentown to- I just- I, I Like, I'm going to start it like I'm a- Like I'm a- um, Like I'm like doing like a serial kind of thing where I'm like, I was out walking one day and I was in the shops. I went to the shops to pick up some bread, a, a kind of normal thing. And I didn't realise at that point that I was witnessing history- on the radio came, like, you know, that kind of thing where they just, like, make something about their own lives to involve themselves really heavily yeah. into the podcast, even though they're not involved at all. Yeah, that seems to be uh, what people who don't like podcasts or listen to podcasts seem to think what podcasts are. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll just make a documentary and put it out in podcast form. Like, 
it's it's, no. it's not painstakingly watching six years of a dead wrestling company and talking about them uh, every single hey, episode. Look, people like it, so. My wife was like, what's going to happen when you run out of episodes to talk about? And I'm like, well, we're going to deal with that in five years' time. <laughs> yeah. And there's plenty. I mean, there's so many. Well, we got- there's so many options. Yeah. There's TNA. Uh, you could even go back and watch old WWF. Oh, you know. God. I don't know if I have the heart to do that. Anyway, are we moving on from the Nasty Boys versus Public Enemy? Yeah. Uh, DDP and Johnny Be Bad uh, have a match for the TV title. This has been... I mean, I will give them this. This story has been going for a while. <laughs> there are some. There are some story beats to this story, but uh, does anyone... Care. Remember when I mentioned the the million dollar thing that like, uh, diamond diamond doll was a millionaire and that like you know, mm. uh, diamond doll's paycheck like ripped her off and all that kind of thing. Um, so that's essentially the storyline of this match is that Diamond Dollar's page has stolen six point six million dollars off. And the time and I think the best part of this is that if he loses, he has to give back what's left. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Tony Skiavone tries to do some sort of like forced retcon of like, uh, well, Diamond Doll's page should be thankful that, uh, you know, the Diamond Doll hasn't gone to the authorities about this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Dusty's like, well, I have to do things in the rain. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of, that kind of papers up this giant plot hole. But <laughs> what bothers me about Johnny Be Bad is that. He's named after a Chuck Berry song. His mm-hmm. song is a, like, Muzak version of that Chuck Ber- Berry song, Johnny Be Good. But he's playing Little Richard. <laughs> well, he looks like Little Richard. <laughs> but, right? like, why is he Johnny? Like, why can't he be, like, Great Ball of Fire? That's not a Little Richard song. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> why can't he be a Little Richard song? That's what I want to know. Yeah, well, what is a Little Richard Or he song? could be called Little Johnny or something. Well, no, that would not be probably a um, very good. I guess I just, I Googled uh, biggest, little, most famous Little Richard song and it's called Lucille. So why can't he be Little Lucille? <laughs> Tootie Fruity. Uh, Johnny Be Bad wins the, yeah, Tootie Fruity is a great song. Once again, not a great wrestling name though. No, no. Um I don't know. There's just that, that weird fascination with fifties culture is. Mm. Uh, I, it's like uh, it's like men who say that they like uh, Asian women. I'm always like, <laughs> there's something weird about you. You know what I mean? Whereas you you only prefer those of pure Aryan blood. Um. No, I don't. I don't judge. I don't judge women on the color of their skin or their nationality. That's not what attracts me. Damn to it! That, you I got I mean? high roided. It's ah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. I'm not copping that. I'm not copping any Aryan nation bullshit. Not um, today, kayfabe. No, no way. Besides the fact that I'm, you know, all my complexion's like a gingery brown. You know, I'm not. I'm very. Very Celtic. There's no, there is no Aryan blood running yeah, this through is, these this, veins. This, this actually is the official Celtic wrestling, Australian wrestling podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. We'll get a whole bunch of psychos listening to the, the, us. the Black Irish. Uh... My family for a start. 
Uh, <laughs> why don't you talk about Ireland more? It's, it's about wrestling. Um, anyway, Johnny B. Bad wins this and uh, gets the what's left of the $6.6 million. Um, and the Diamond Doll is still his manager. Yeah. Hooray. Thank God. I'm sure this story will be continuing in about <laughs> two months when we next see these characters. I just, there's this, um, I think the thing for me is that we know uh, that the outsiders are coming, right? And and that even is teased by Mean Gene and his hotline mm. where he's like two champions uh, from New York are uh, are coming and uh, w- the the Federation don't even know about it. So, it's obvious that, like, this is when Eric is talking to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Yeah. Or, like, it would be nice to get to listen to, like, to, to that and get, like, a, you know, is are they talking about, like, Ted DiBiase or something? Like, is this a, like, yeah, they could be. you know, do they not? Because surely they don't know they're getting Kevin Nash at this point. They might know they're getting Scott Hall. But, uh, it's it's still it's still a few months away. May is when Scott Hall appears, yeah. so we're still four months away from that happening. So, but I suppose that's how long it would take. I mean, like they've got to be out of contract, and I mean, if we actually listen to Eric's, you listen to Eric's podcast every week, don't you? I, I've listened to not only have I listened to Eric's podcast, I've listened to every single episode of it. Um, mostly, it's just yelling at Dave Meltzer. So I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. I, I can't handle that. <laughs> like, I know that's the point of the podcast, but it's like uh, I can handle it. Um, yeah, as long as I like Eric, I like listening to Eric, but I have to be, I have to be in the right mood. I have to be in the right mood for any of Conrad's podcasts. Mm. Like, I need to be like, oh, I can handle listening to a baby boomer whinge about shit for an hour. So I don't listen. Yeah, I don't listen to anyway. We'll. we'll- we don't need to go into what podcast we listen to. Oh, I to. wasn't even thinking about JR. I was thinking about um, what's it? Uh, the, b- 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 the original Pritchard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, don't listen to those podcasts. Listen to us. <laughs> um, you you are. What a weird thing to say, Damien. Sting and Lex Luca versus the Harlem Heat for the tag <sighs> team titles. Oh, that, that's what... I'll finish my point. I think I'm so impatient for the outsiders mm. to appear and for things to really sort of kick off that I want all of these characters to become the characters that I remember. So, when I'm watching Diamond Dallas Page versus Johnny B. Bad, mm. and as much as I stick up for Johnny B. Bad, this is now probably the eighth time that we've seen this match yeah. since we've started the podcast, and I don't, I don't like this time. I want to see, you know... DDP. New Jersey working class man, DDP, yeah. bang, you know, um, and I know that's coming. So, when I'm watching this, I, I just can't, I find it really difficult to get into. Well, that's the the, the weird thing is um, my memory from 15 years ago is that the outside has come and it's really, really exciting, but the rest of the show does still take a while. Like, and we're also entering, I think Scott Hall debuts. I could be wrong about this, but I think he debuts on the first two-hour Nitro. Right. So, like, things that things are not necessarily just fixed by Scott Hall. It becomes all this boring shit and also Scott Hall's there. <laughs> well, we'll see when we get there. But And so- then, the, the, well, I mean, then eventually it's going to become all this boring shit that Scott Hall's involved in. But uh, that's a long way away. Yeah, I think we'll be pretty keen to watch that 
that stuff. Yeah. Um, the Road Warriors win this match for Sting and Lex. Sting doesn't realise. Sting is like, ah, oh, but glad. I- calling another man package really bothers me. Um, yeah. You know, I totally, like, trust. And first of all, you- you're wrestling with Alex Wright, like, in the same locker room. So, Lex Luger is not package. <laughs> um <laughs> The 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 human penis, uh, Alex Wright. Um, the just yelling about like I was wrong to doubt your package. I'm on board, package. I I'm with the pro- you and me package. He said I'm with. We're going all the, yeah, the way, package. I'm with the program package. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, stings with the program, comma package. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, now that they have won, they have won the opportunity to face the road. Despite being the tag team champions. By being the champions? Yeah, that was good. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Surely it should have been the other way around. Harlem Heat versus Road Warriors. Yeah. It just made no sense whatsoever. Absolutely no sense. Conan beats a one-man gang for the US title. Uh, I'm happy to see Conan. He shows his work. Like, he does a promo in this pay-per-view where you're like, oh, I can see why Conan, Conan is a top guy in Mexico and why he becomes a top guy in WCW. He's so big for his style, but he is so, so slow. I don't know if you notice this, but, like, it's like he jumps off the top rope and does a flip and it's like he's moving at half speed. Like, I've never seen <laughs> yeah. anyone be able to, like, it, it, this gravity does not surround Conan. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it before. He is so slow. I haven't noticed that. Like, he- I will now that you've pointed it out to me. <laughs> It'll be something that I'm like, oh, my God. He looks like a fat child swimming when he jumps through the air. I know um, the garb that he was in initially when he was doing a promo is traditional dress, but he- it. It was hard for me to take him Yes Kind of Seriously It looked like he had just taken a head Like a head off a a kid's costume And then cut a a promo (laughs) Like when I'm not a wrestler I'm Candy the Bear The you know Dental hygiene spokesperson He looks like he was in Zardoz Like It's had some real 70s sci-fi vibes Yeah Or he was about to fight Captain Kirk On the 60s Star Trek (laughs) <laughs> Tune in next week. There's a you know, little bit of a bit of a crossover coming. Yeah, I actually watched all three seasons of the original Star Trek and Lockdown. And now we're so, doing a podcast about it. We're going to do a podcast yeah. about it. Rest. Other people learnt skills. You know, my, my best friend renovated his whole house, and I watched three seasons of the original Star Trek. I mean, it's not the worst use of lockdown. It's pretty close to it, I reckon. So I have this theory about. Um, <laughs> So, I think predatory masturbators are pretending, like, people that would expose themselves in public are using Zoom meetings and pretending that, like, you hear these stories of, like, oh, this person got fired because they, like, pulled their dick out on Zoom and then they were like, oh, Mm. I didn't realise it was on. There's absolutely no way that's happening. These people are are flashes who have been robbed the opportunity. Not robbed, because that sounds like they're missing out. Well, I mean, they are missing out. <laughs> robbed. <laughs> the predator- this is- Matthew Kayfabe says that sexual predators are missing out in COVID. <laughs> COVID is But this is the new flashing. It's happening all over the world. It's a new yeah. form of predatory masturbation. 
that's my. I was actually watching uh, Jimmy Carr's big fat quiz of the year, which mm. happens in the UK every year, and it's they have a bunch of comedians on there, and they take the piss out of the news of the year. And this came up, and a very sort of similar conversation really happened, where they were like, "There's no way that you wouldn't," because there was a clip of a meeting that was happening in Spain, and one of the guys had taken his computer into the bathroom and was having a shower. Yeah. Like, look. And then got out of the shower and everyone could see Schlong. <laughs> and, you know, he was like, oh, whoa, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. I just put my hand up to the camera for he did. all the listeners. <laughs> Damien does these podcasts completely naked in, in the shower as well. Ex- um, except for the awards. Except for the awards. Podcast. Yes. So, I do that in a half tuxedo, half uh, ball gown. And then every other episode is completely naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Pr- it's pretty confronting, um, but we're going to be streaming it live soon. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, we'll see what Twitch has to say about that. <laughs> we'll be we'll be streaming it on gimmick. chat roulette. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's where we, that's where we have to take our podcast to. <laughs> that's our big announcement. We finally moved into the live streaming space, guys. We're on chat roulette, so just sit there, and we eventually <laughs> might show up. <laughs> It'll be good. Tune in. Uh, speaking of terrible ideas, the Taskmaster versus Brian Pillman is next up in a strap match. We have different opinions. They get into it straight away, uh, and then Pillman leaves and says, I respect you to the Taskmaster. No, he says, I um, respect you, Booker Man. Booker Man. <laughs> and then they refuse to say, that they're like, oh, I think he said, I respect you. But it's it's great. This is this is tearing down the fourth, like the the best, the only good break of kayfabe is when it's it's not a break of kayfabe at all. And this is this is playing with like the fact that the audience, like you know, this is after the steroid trial. Vince McMahon said wrestling's pretend. Um, you know, only the most hardcore people think that this is this is real competition, and they're playing with the sort of smart marks. And, you know, Brian Pillman's saying, you know, I respect you, Booker Man, and going and, like, making it look like it was a total, that Pillman's just a total loose cannon and completely mad and, you know, fucking up on live pay-per-view. I think it's cool. Hmm. What I don't think is cool is what happens next. But anyway. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, Arn Anderson uh, was uh, having a, was it a mixer on a yacht? And um, I believe they said he was playing golf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did they really? I they really. That. I was. I think Heenan said we were at the course today playing eighteen holes. Right, <laughs> playing eighteen holes before a pay per view. Well, he wasn't wrestling, and he because this is kayfabe, and Arn Anderson knew he was going to come out and wrestle. Why did he have to wear pink shorts? Yeah, he uh, he looks. He, he was dressed how all of my uncles dress now. Yeah, he Chino actually, shorts, like, pink polo shirt, boat shoes. He looks like he would get aggressive if someone else tried to like, like he'd turn up to someone's house and then take over their barbecue because oh, he 100%. knows how to like cook sausages better. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, you're moving no one wants, them too much. No one wants rare ribs. You've just yeah, got to give leave them, them another go. Get get them back on the barbecue. Oh no, that's the way I wanted to do it. I mean, it's a particular <laughs> recipe. No, 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 no. <laughs> They've got to be black. They've got to be black. Uh, 
I hate that kind of alpha male. And so re- I really like retract. Like I will find anywhere else to be in the house whenever that kind of shit is going on. It's like, oh, no, men being men. I'm not. I'm not. Alert. Alert. <laughs> Abort. Um, anyway, Arn comes out uh, to do the match instead to, like, protect the honour of the horseman. Uh, yeah. Uh, seems to be the what's happening here. That goes on for about two minutes and then Rick appears uh, in, guess what, a Gold's Gym t-shirt uh, <laughs> and uh, gets everyone to stop the match. Everyone is now friends. The end. Yeah. They're, they're working on... They, they stop the match because Rick's going to defleat uh, R- Randall Savage. And uh, Hulk- and the Giants gonna defeat Hulk Hogan, and then you know they'll decide what happens next. Brother friends, is yeah. sort of the yeah, pretty much. It's like we need to concentrate on Hulk and Macho. We shouldn't be fighting each other. I like this Pillman story. I like what they're doing with it. Um, I think Brian Pillman's cool. I think it's different. I think Brian Pillman is like the great lost uh, piece of either the Attitude Era or the whatever the fuck you call what happens in WCW. Like, I think he would have been great. I think he would have been great against the NWO. I think, like, he might probably would have taken the DDP spot of being anti-NWO. But, or, alternatively, he would have taken the Buff Bagwell spot as NWO Jr. But we'll, you know, we'll never know. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we've got Sting and Lex versus the Road Warriors for the tag titles. It's a count-out win for Sting and Lex. What a letdown. This sucks. The, it really does. And, like, the Road Warriors do this aw- awful promo where he's like, sorry, Harlem Heat, not. Yeah. And it's like, d- d- are you serious? Like, is this a... Is this They're a, big world, that, Wayne's world fans. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's bad. Um, and then this match is really bad. And... Uh, the Road Warriors, they, Road Warriors also refer to themselves as the Legion of Doom multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> well, the crowd's it's- chanting LOD. Bobby accidentally yeah. referenced Legion of Doom a couple of times. Like, it, yeah. It's not good. No. Um, this match is really, really not good. No, it's not. And it's such a, it's such a, uh, it's just such a, it's such cop out booking. It's like, mm. oh, we want these, um, you know, we obviously want these tag teams to have a continuing rivalry. Why can't one of them win and you continue the rivalry? What, what, it makes so much more sense to have, you know, the Legion of Road Warriors win mm. and then <laughs> Sting and Lex Luger have to fight them again to try and get their tag time. I mean, the, that's the yeah. point of belts is it gives you <laughs> storylines. You know what I mean? Like, this is what everyone is wrestling for. Otherwise, there's, if there's no belts, what's the point in anyone wrestling each other? I just, I don't want to see the Road Warriors wrestle at all again, ever. Um, but you could have done that. You could have done the match in a really quick, snappy way that also didn't expose them for how rusty they are as well. You know, like. But no, it was just this sort of long, prolonged thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, they hate each other really badly, so that's why they're fighting all the way out to the locker room. It's like, but you haven't done enough work for anyone to believe that. It's been like two weeks of storyline. Why do, you, do they hate each other? Where the fuck are the Steiner brothers? I think they're in WWF at the moment. Are they? 
I thought they were in WWF way earlier. Uh, no, but they didn't they go there for a bit and then Vince was like, didn't use them really at all. And then that's when they come, they came back to yeah, WCW. That, but- they, they must be back soon because, I mean, Scott ends up in NWO and. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know, but it's, it's, I, I would like to see them. Um, yeah, they're great. They could book the Road Warriors well. They're just not. They're not protecting them. They're obviously yeah got a whole bunch of ring rust going on and older and stuff. And you know, if you want them to have a championship run, then you've got to make them look great and strong. And you're not. You're making them. Everyone looks bad in this tag team division at the moment. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's you're right. Everyone looks bad in this tag team division at the moment. <laughs> they do, you know. And then Harlem right. Heat, like. Who were probably the best tag team, you know, like most enjoyable to watch, and will end up being like you know one of the mag- main tag mm. teams in the in the next year or so. But they they look pathetic because they get you know it's just like they just get shoved out of the way. It's like oh well, don't worry about them. It's now about the Legion of Hawks versus <laughs> Sting and Lex. You know, yeah. No, it's- and and Sting and Lex are clogging up the tag team division because you've got. Hulk and Macho and Rick at the top of the card in every single yeah show. It's yeah. Anyway, um, the ad for Uncensored is weird and so nineties. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, <laughs> I actually in kind of enjoyed it. it. Was like, uh, will this make you get off your ass? And then there's kind of like a guy in his lounge room. It, it reminded me, though, like, almost every film clip was like this for a bit, a sort of fish lens, mm. close-up perspective of someone uh, with really bright colours, almost like Pee Wee's Funhouse type houses, you know what I mean? Like, um, um, thinking of film clips like uh, Give Me Some Mo by, or Give Me Some Mo by Buster Rhymes and then, like... Uh, <laughs> Fucking, what's the Soundgarden song that's like Black Hole Sun's kind of a similar film clip like that as well. That's true. Whereas the, the, like this is, yeah, this is the point where the 90s is like still a little bit like grungy, but we are hurtling towards the, uh, the error of everyone wearing really big block colored shirts yep. and like playing around in, uh, in montages with their friends to laid by James. Like, <laughs> I was going to say Will Smith in Bad Boys, but yeah, we got two different experiences. Maybe in the more 90s. Will Smith in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, just people mucking around. <laughs> people mucking around. <laughs> That's the late nineties. It's just people mucking around. As soon as Friends happened, everyone was like, "Oh, let's muck around." Muck around in a bloody fountain. Uh, muck around in a bloody coffee shop. Yeah. There's just so much mucking. They're like hitting each other with pillows. Well, the friends did a lot. Um, Muck around in the pill in uh, apartments. Yeah, like mucked around other places in other people's apartments. Yeah, other apartments. Coming up next, the friends mucking around. <laughs> oh, I love friends. The, uh, can I just go back to something? When we yeah. were talking about St. Petersburg, Florida, mm-hmm. um, St. Petersburg, Florida, Florida was named after a coin flip uh, between two the two founders 
and one of them they wanted to name one of them wanted to name it after St. Petersburg, Russia, and the other person um wanted to name it uh Detroit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and the St. Petersburg guy won. Yeah, I think it's a better name. Than Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Florida. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There's already a Detroit. Let's let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ric Flair for the WCW heavyweight title in a cage is next. Uh Rick knocks out the ref in this. I would um I would rather listen to Laid by James than uh watch this match. This I I am not enjoying Randy Savage at this stage. No, it's not I thought Rick was doing some alright heel stuff. Mm. Woman is annoying. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean I know she's meant to be. I know that's the you know, female heel trope that's been around for decades and stuff, but um holy shit. Yeah, she sucks. Macho Man coming off the cage was an alright moment. Even though the cage looked like it was going to buckle under the weight of Macho being up there. It's, he just, he looks older than anyone has ever been. Yeah. Well, he's obviously like, he's obviously wrestling with actual injuries. Like he looks. Yeah. I mean, Hulk looks the same in the next match as well. Like they are starting to look. I nearly said the stupidest thing I've ever said. I nearly said, uh. Yeah, but Hulk Hogan doesn't dye his balding hair. And I'm like, Hulk Hogan definitely dyes his balding hair. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know why I thought that. But yeah, this, I mean, Ric Flair won the championship. Like, why did Macho have the championship for a month? I don't know. Who knows? Um, well, the big story of this is Liz swerves everyone, bro. That coward. And, uh, and then we get another match that is uh, determined by shoe, by high heel. The most deadly weapon in WCW, other than Alex Wright's penis. Um, That's number one, the Schlongster's penis. And then number two <laughs> is any woman's high heel. <laughs> God, it's upsetting. It's a- <laughs> Anyway, Miss Elizabeth, you're oh, a We traitor. get to see Rick's ass in this match as well. Yes, thank you. That's good. Yep. Uh, Poochie comes out and threatens a woman, so that's great. Uh, and Ric Flair is now a 13-time world champ. He's getting there. He's nearing the end mm. of his championships. Yeah, God, this pay-per-view was painful to watch. Next up, uh, the Giant and Hulk Hogan versus... Uh, sorry, the Giant versus Hulk Hogan in a cage match. It just cause. Uh, Hogan getting in the cage was embarrassing. When yeah, he tried to come weird. in over the top. It wasn't good, was it? Is this is not much fun to watch? <laughs> Hulk immediately yeah. acts like a heel. He's raking the eyes, choking the giant. Uh, I'll be honest, man. As soon as this match started, I tuned out. Uh, Poochie wins and then beats up the whole of the Dungeon of Doom again, just to make them look as weak as possible. Again, it's he has like. Imagine if that was the story with the Heenan family. It was just Hulk Hogan beating the shit out of them and looking cool every single week and none of them looking like a threat at all. Yeah. Like, the giant gives one of the truly bizarre, like, promos of uh, maybe ever given 
where he's sort of like talking about how he's going to like drag Hulk Hogan to the dungeon and how he's been in the dungeon. And I'm like, Hulk Hogan's been in the dungeon too, man. Like, and he survived because we, we know that because they filmed it. It was when he was wearing black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like just like you having done the same thing Hulk Hogan's done is not really very impressive. And saying it with your giant buck teeth is not. Uh, I, I have bad feelings about the giant. I want him to go away, learn to wrestle. But again, he could be used in a much more. I mean, what what should happen here? There's no stakes to this match. So why does Hulk Hogan have to kill everyone in the Dungeon of Doom? Let the giant win. Yep. You know what I mean? And then the Dungeon of Doom come down and beat down on him. And so then there is a reason for Hulk Hogan to be going, one, up against the giant in the Dungeon of Doom. Two, he's seeking revenge. You know what I mean? Hmm. And then there's an actual storyline rather than, oh, well, Hulk Hogan. And and now every single person who's in the Dungeon of Doom is no threat. I mean, yep, that's right. And, I mean, to be fair, has never been a threat because this is not the first time Hulk Hogan's defeated the giant. Hulk Hogan pushed the giant off a roof. Well, yeah, I mean, that, and that's that's the thing. Like, they do mention that when he's coming to the ring. <laughs> the giant came back to life. <laughs> Uh, last year, <laughs> so. But if you're going to go that way, go that way. Like, go full ball of like the giant is this supernatural, yeah, you know, guy who can't be killed, like Jaws in Bond sort of thing, where it's like, <laughs> well, you think he gets killed, but then he shows back up again, and hmm. you know, then he's a threat. It's like, well, Bond can't kill this guy. The best he can do is try and just knock him out or get him out of the picture so he can run away. And also, it's it's a bit weird having Kevin Sullivan involved in this sort of like, you know, breaking kayfabe, you know, Brian Pillman, you know, I respect you, Booker Man, you know, I'm this Boston scrapper and I'm going to teach this kid who's being a prick about the business a lesson and also have him be like out there with the giant as the sort of I am the fat devil. Um <laughs> Yeah, this pay per view was not good, man. No, this 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 was not five stars at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ, no, not at all. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't even. I mean, usually with WCW, we can find a couple of matches that are great, you know. But we had no Eddie Guerrero, no Chris Benoit. There was no, you know, fantastic Dean Malenko. There was no technique like fantastic technical wrestling or anything like that. You know, anyone who is a half-decent wrestler was going, you know, like Conan's going up against one-man gang, Mm. you know. Um, Yeah, this was poorly booked. It was boring from start to end. It might be one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen. We should have known it as well because the tagline for Super Brawl 6 is the brawl for the belt. (laughs) Just it's no, like that's one that's one match. Yeah, just no thought put into it. Uh yeah. At all. And like you've got a Macho Man, yeah, you've got a Macho Man versus Ric Flair match. But it, even though it went for a fairly lengthy period of time, nothing Yeah, it was it wasn't a great match. It was you know, which you would think those two guys would. You know, it's like, oh well it's Randy and Rick. They'll hundred percent put on a good match, but even they didn't i think that's probably what the booking was here it's like oh well you know you'll stick stick randy and rick in a match and they'll give you a great match and then we've got the sort of like 
you know, Saturday morning cartoon match of Hulk versus Giant, but, mm. you know, like, yeah. even in Saturday morning cartoons, like, there needs to be, like, the bad guy is a threat for a period of time. Mm. Even in, yeah. like, Scooby-Doo, for fuck's sake, there's a period of time where the mystery gang can't work out what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just basic storytelling. There's like, anyway. It's so bad. I'm getting so it's worked so up bad. about something that <laughs> doesn't matter. I just, you know, like Eric Bischoff and Kevin Sullivan stole two hours and 40 minutes of my life and I'll never get it back. You could have used that uh, exposing yourself to colleagues on Zoom. <laughs> it's not exposing yourself if you're already naked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I'm telling you that I'm going to be naked and you still log in, that's not, where's the surprise? I mean, you've... You're actively seeking it out. All right. See you, brother friends. Uh, <laughs> the doctor's gone full dodgy doctor. I, that's that's only, my next- a matter of time. <laughs> Dr. Damien is my next uh, true crime exploratory podcast. Yeah, the creepy wrestling doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that's more a current affair, isn't it? Coming yeah. up next, creepy wrestling doctors. Yep. Dr. Damien, why won't you speak to me? Dr. Damien, where are you going? Don't you want to tell the Australian taxpayers what you've been doing with their money? And as Damien walked back into his house, we found some concerning items in his bin. Why aren't you finishing your bananas, Dr. Gibson? Dr. Gibson, why have you got scraps of pork? Don't you understand what the pork, what the pig industry does to those animals is harmful, Dr. Gibson? Dr. Gibson. And then you open the door completely naked. <laughs> Get a load of this. <laughs> they shouldn't know better. That's what happens when you come after the doctor. You're going to get an eyeful. <laughs> All right, we've talked about my dick enough. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't rate us after this episode, no. please. And if this is no. your first one, there's yeah, others. we're sorry. Yeah, listen to... <laughs> uh, we, did, we really didn't have much to work with. Sorry, guys. Do not watch Super Brawl 6. Never. Uh, like, Never just, do that to yourself. Just don't, really don't bother there's not even a match that i would tell you to literally there's not one match on the card that i would be like oh you could check this out nothing yeah nothing but we do have a nitro episode coming out (laughs) right after this so hopefully nitro gets back on track a little bit i i think the main thing for me man is it's just been the same sort of story i mean this hulk hogan versus the giant slash dungeon of doom has been going on for a year yeah have we been doing this for a year about a year yeah yeah uh that hasn't changed macho man you're right man like macho man is kind of he he's not wrestling well and he's also not part of any interesting storylines so i've kind of just put the belt on him a couple of times Almost as like, well, you're a big name and we got you over here. And so, like, we've made you champion twice, so you can't complain that you didn't get a peer you know. A um, Yeah. And then everyone else is just not being utilized properly. Like, Sting's in the bloody tag team division and it's all over the place. 
It is. It is not good. Johnny B. Bad's not in the title picture. Uh, there's a lot of things that are. That are Johnny B. Bad is a title holder. <laughs> he still, still is. <laughs> I mean, it's starting to get ridiculous now. <laughs> where you've got, uh, off the top of my head, you've got Brian Feldman, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Conan is now. I mean, Conan's US championships, uh, champion, mm. so fair enough. Um, but, you know. Get out of there. Johnny B. Bad still walking around with the TV title around his waist. Far out. Uh, let's end this episode, man. Uh, if you are still listening, thank you. And uh, we appreciate all the support um, that you guys have given us over the last year or so. Um, the episode prior to this was our end of year awards, which I think is maybe the most fun and best episode that we've done yet. Um, mm. it, it was heaps of fun to talk about what a weird and really good year in wrestling 2020 has been it's been um despite everything that's been going on in the world wrestling has been pretty good it's been pretty damn good certainly been different especially compared to this pay-per-view it's been different that's for sure i think you can listen to that you can listen to our aw weekly show um which will drop on saturday australian time uh, our WCW Nitro show, which will drop on Monday Australian time, and uh, any of the pay per views that that will drop that on Sundays, uh, and then we've got our ECW show that's coming up in a what? Oh, it's getting about three and a half weeks. Yeah. Now, um, that that we will drop that, and that'll be coming out on Fridays. Uh, but you know, the easiest way to not have to worry about it, just subscribe, and you get all of them. Yeah, don't be a cuck. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, you fucking cucks. Subscribe <laughs> to the channel and uh, tell your friends to as well. Um, oh, Hulk Hogan's <laughs> going to come and sleep with your wife. He will do that. He doesn't give a shit. And if you're divorced, it's because you couldn't handle your wife, according to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Who is divorced, ironically. Who is divorced? And- I wish ma- Macho Man was alive to fuck his ex-wife. Anyway, irrelevant. Um, what a weird friendship they had. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> until next time, brother friends, Pepe is dead.